Don't forget to follow us on social media for beautiful food and inspiration. Ash is falling. That song was just let's let go and welcome everybody to Local Love. This is a live show every Tuesday, nine to eleven p.m. Pacific and beyond into red light on Twitch. If you're listening to this on the podcast, head on over to Twitch.tv/slash Echoplex Media. Give us a follow. Also, make sure you're following this podcast on your podcatcher of choice. And if we're not there, send us a nasty email. We'll fix it. Um, leave your one star reviews, please. Please leave one star reviews. It sets us apart from the crowd. Uh, I'm producer Dave, and I'm fucking super happy to be joined by. 
I think I was going to say members of Ashes Fallen, but I think it's just Ashes well, Fallen. We're all here. We're all in. We're all in. Okay, you y'all can't see how you're arranged on uh, my overlay here, but I'll in the top left. Ladies first. Can you introduce yourself? Tell yourself. Tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, <laughs> plug your pluggables. <laughs> plug my pluggables. <laughs> Hi, I'm Michelle Perry from Ashes Fallen. Um, I've got a silly accent because I'm from New Zealand, so I hope you understand me. Uh, I play keyboard, percussion, and backing vocals, and I'm the art director of Ashes Fallen and these two guys. <laughs> <laughs> Fabulous. Well, speaking of these two guys, the man with the chrome dome, I guess we're going to say here, fuck a good friend of ours from local love all the way back to the beginning. What's up with you? Tell, tell us about yourself. Well, she's definitely my boss because <laughs> I'm her husband. <laughs> yes, my name is James Perry. I am also with Ashes Fallen, lead vocals, guitar, bass, production, so on and so forth. Um, great to be here. Fantastic. And that leaves one. Uh, I'm Jason Shaw and playing mostly rhythm guitar, I guess. That's, yeah, that's it. <laughs> cool. Well, I'm glad to have you all here. The last time I had you on the show, it was like on a Saturday, and you were in the studio and we, that's right. We had some interesting conversations. It was great. I had a lot of fun and I got to meet, I got to meet Michelle and Jason for the first time. Um, that song just let go. Uh, if I don't know which of you would like to talk a little bit about it before we get into, I don't know, talking about something else. Uh, what's up with that song? Uh, is it, like from a back catalog that you've been working on for years, or did you write it specifically for this album? Like, what's up? What's up? Well, I mean, you know, we we wrote it fairly recently. This was written for this album. Um, subject wise, just thinking about some people from all of our pasts. You know, sometimes people just get obsessed and they just need to let go. M Michelle, why don't you? I know you've got a bit to say about this subject. Oh, it's a love song to my ex. <laughs> Yeah, just let go. <laughs> Which he clearly was unable to do. Yeah, for six years, but yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Stalker extraordinaire. Uh, but I mean, it's for anybody who has that person that calls them up at like 2 a.m. drunk and, oh, I miss you and I can't live without you and I'm having your baby and all that kind of thing. And I'm going to kill myself and... All that and then sad. a few hours later, they'll call you and say, you're the most horrible, disgusting person ever, and I wish death upon you. Mm. Yep. It's just a tribute to them. Mm -hmm. Well, everybody has, a, I don't know, everybody has, a, I suppose, an ex they had a hard time getting over, but I don't think I've ever had no six years, and I don't think I've ever had anybody sprung on me for six years. That must be difficult, like just your day-to-day -day life in that scenario. Ah, uh, yeah, it's really interesting, especially when they're in IT. Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, it's like block, block, block from every angle, but they, you know, that, that's the thing with the internet. People can get to you. You know, it, it's different if they're standing outside your house, you know. You can call somebody and say, hey, there's a stalker outside my house, but what do you do when it's online? And it's, and it's email and it's Skype and it's Facebook and it's WhatsApp and every every possible way they can get to you, they find a way. And it's, yeah, it's just mentally taxing. You can send this person to our Discord and there's like uh, Australian women actually that will tear this person apart. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> 
Great. Well, um, yeah, I was I, I was super stoked on that song. We didn't listen to it for the first time until the local love prior to receiving it. I think it was last last uh, last Tuesday that we listened to it for the first time. We had um, oh, okay. We had Bay Station on last Tuesday, and I think I either opened the show with I forget where it was, but I was like, "Whoa, that's pretty cool." Oh, I okay, like the cool. I like the phone thing. I know that used to be a big thing in songs, and then it went away because nobody actually has a phone. Yeah, that it's was a new, completely it, Michelle's idea. It's a New Zealand dial tone. Oh, cool. Yeah, so it's, yeah, that's why it sounds a little bit different, but it's also reminiscent right. of, now, like, now, didn't, Pink didn't Floyd. You actually, didn't you actually call your father, and then we recorded the sound of that? Isn't that how yeah, we got but, that sound effect? <laughs> because he never picks up the phone, because he's never home, so I knew it was going to ring for a long time. <laughs> cool, well, Jason, how'd you meet these two interesting cats? Uh, it goes back a long way. I first met James when I started playing in an old band called Spit Kiss. And uh, he was he was playing guitar and I started playing bass. And we just kind of realized that we had a lot of uh, similar interests in, in music and started, started uh, a side project of our own. Great. Which one was that? Uh, <laughs> I think that that well, was that's what, been... that's what eventually became Dreams of the Fall. Oh, okay. Because there was more than one. Sort of... Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, definitely. I mean, yeah, we, we, it took us a couple of years to get Dreams of the Fall together, but we went through a different, couple of different singers. And then of course we had Control Theory. Mm. Yeah. So with, with Spit Kiss, um, Spit Kiss was a band that I was in actually at the very beginning. And then I left for a few years and then I came back and Jason came in at the same time. And we were both total fish out of water in that band. It, 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 <laughs> They weren't really sure what they wanted to be at the time, so I think they were kind of trying to jump on the whole porn bandwagon, and that's just not what either of us were into. And then, you know, Jason's over there in his Mentello and the Fixer t-shirt, and I mean, he was showing me all this music that I didn't even know about, you know, some newer kind of dark goth stuff, and that's like, hey, we're we're totally on the same wavelength. Let's, let's do something. And so we've done quite a few things together now. So you'd mentioned, like, like goth bands we have a show we do on uh thursdays where we talk about cults and the satanic panic and every fucking goth dj on twitch <laughs> is up in our chat on thursday nights like checking out the old satanic oh, really? panic videos it's great oh nice and after this is over too <laughs> after this show's over too if there's uh, still goth djs up i'll i'll uh send all my people over to a goth dj there's like a really kind of vibrant goth dj community here on twitch and i'm like hoping the copyright mm-hmm. fucking the copyright hammer doesn't come down on them because they're great the communities are all yeah. real good uh, some of the people were able to kind of supplement their income through the pandemic via, you know, the the way yeah. that Twitch allows your viewers to support you and whatnot. Um, mm-hmm. James, you were on a, you did a recording of a podcast earlier. What podcast were you on? Oh, I think it was uh, the Darkest Day. It's, a, I think it's a relatively new podcast, but they're really focusing on on music. I think they just did uh, Luna Thirteen, who's a new band on Cop International. I think they might have yo Luna Thirteen Danzig a little while ago. Yeah. Luna, Luna 13 we had her on the show on the cults and satanic panic show with otis do you know oh okay yeah they came on and we talked you know scientology cults and satanic panic videos we did we like Ooh, a, right. we like premiered a music video she had helped uh otis with on uh on this show like a month and a half ago or whatever that's pretty funny oh, nice. i'll cross pollinate and... yeah really What's up with the album? I was I I saw the fucking artwork and I saw the pictures. We shared it on our Facebook page, so nobody here on Twitch saw that because the people on Twitch here are smarter than to be on Facebook. 
but <laughs> Michelle, you just look so stoked on the artwork. You look so happy putting it all together. Mm, I, I tell you, I have rarely seen her as ecstatic as she was when the, the box of CDs arrived at our house today. Jason hasn't even seen it in person yet because they just got here. Yep, just arrived today. Very happy. <laughs> Can't wait to see him on Thursday. And it's white, not black. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> A very ungoth. Exactly. <laughs> I wanted to do, I wanted to do something completely different. I wanted to go in the opposite direction and it's just awesome. I mean there's yeah, only really, there's only really three turned, colors in, in in the goth scene. There's red, black and white. Oh, some people are into purple. Yeah. Purple's yeah, another purple sort of yeah, yeah, Halloweeny sort of gothic color. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm very very happy with the way the uh the CD turned out. It's it's absolutely beautiful. So and I had the um, the pleasure of doing all the artwork myself, so that made me very happy. Well, that, that's great. I'll, I'll I'll be doing what I can to get my hands on one of that because the artwork is like I've seen it in pictures and stuff, but you know it's never the yeah. same as on that. The, the plus the paper smells a certain way, right? <laughs> oh, that's yeah, great. So we, we just started the pre-sale yesterday. We've got them on sale at ashesfallenmusic.bandcamp.com. The pre-sale is actually going really good. We're we're yep. just really stoked. Every, you know, every couple of hours, I just go walk into the other room and say, "Hey, we just sold another one." So, yep, I've been packaging them up all day. That was so, a so to anyone who's listening who bought one, thank you so much for your support. Yep. You were making us so happy. This is yep. something we worked so hard on, and we're we're so proud of it. I mean, with the packaging, with the music too. I, I think I feel like this. You know, I've had quite a long career. This is. I, I can confidently say this is my best work. And Jason, you did great. Michelle, you did great. I think it's I think it's a great album, and I'm so happy that we're finally about to put it out. Yeah, it's been a little while coming, but you know, all good things take time. Right. Yeah, your production chops, James, are like. I mean, we have some of your old music, and there's it's not bad, but your production chops. Everything's like nice and crisp now. Everything's like perfectly like just set right in like where it belongs in the mix. It's it's fuck a good job. Thank you. Well, I mean, there's a few things I can attribute that to. I mean, well, experience, of course. Um, also, since the last time you saw us in person, you probably know that Michelle and I have moved. Well, actually, Jason moved too. Jason and his wife bought a new home. But um, Michelle and I no longer live in Sacramento. We now live at the chapel up in Sutter Creek, which is a, an old gold mining town up in the hills. And we, when we moved here, we, I decided to just go ahead and spend some money and really invest in having a really proper studio with some good acoustic treatment. So I've got a way better room to work with. And finally, even though we are proudly a DIY band, we did hire a mastering engineer, a, a guy from Scotland by the name of Gordon Young. And he is the man when it comes to goth rock. And he provided some great tips on the mix. For that matter, I also need to credit Eric from the band Unicode Machine because I sent him a few rough mixes and he gave me some great some great tips, not the least of which was go buy yourself a subwoofer so you can actually really hear the extreme lows, and that made such a difference. Mm. Michelle and I did a car test before I got it, and everything just sounded horrible. But I just it's because I wasn't hearing those extreme lows in this room, but now I do. So yeah, well, I'm I'm glad that you noticed that it sounded sounding better, and thank you for that. And it, well, again, my, again, my hat off to everyone in the band because you guys you guys all did fantastic work. Yeah, this uh, 
the chapel that you moved into, we've been able to kind of watch that come together too via Facebook and YouTube and just kind of talking to talking talking to y'all. Like you <clears throat> I think the first time you played live for us, you were not in the chapel. Is that correct? When we did sofa? Yeah, we mm. were still in the first time. Yeah, it was the very first live stream we ever did. Um, which, which was when it was the local love stage at Sofa, Sofa right? Yeah. Yo, you were all anybody was talking about during the like after party thing on Zoom. People were blown <laughs> away. That yeah. was so much well, fun. You know, we, it was. <laughs> yeah, so we did a few more shows in Sacramento, but then in September we moved out here. And how many how many shows have we done here? Uh, four or five? I can't remember now. Uh, Jason and I are both like um, <laughs> every day is the same, isn't it? I don't know. Twenty twenty never well, happened. We've done a few. Yeah, we've done a few that were completely live, and then there were a few where we pre-recorded, where we actually yeah. set up multiple cameras and mixed it all together. And that's something that we've sort of gotten better and better at too. We always feel like we want to not present the exact same thing every time we do a show, and really give people something to watch. And now we've got a venue for it. That's right. Which was one of the draw cards of moving here. Yeah, one of the things that I, I noticed that a lot of people have picked up, you know, through this horrible disease filled last year and change is that people who were just even sort of technically inclined ended up picking up live streaming. And I'm I'm hoping that all the bands, your band included, kind of bring that with them as they as we move forward into like more live shows and um mm. you know i hope everybody doesn't just drop it because it's like kind of a neat way to reach out to your fans and uh friends who might not be in the absolutely. area mm. absolutely i mean we definitely expanded our fan base by being able to get on these live shows and you were talking about the the goth dj community on twitch and that's been wonderful too and i really hope that continues in as things sort of open back up because i'm enjoying getting to meet DJs and hear what they're spinning in other states and other parts of the world and, you know, just getting to know people. And it's yeah, it's been really good networking, hasn't it? Mm. Like networking amongst Absolutely. people that we never would have met otherwise. Same mm. with bands, DJs, fans, everything. It's been, it's been amazing. Yeah, I mean, it's enabled us to make some sort of, we're talking about doing some touring next year and yeah. we've been able to make some contacts that have sort of, you know, Helped us potentially get that ball rolling. Very nice. Very nice. <clears throat> well, uh, we're going to definitely play your new music video, but I think maybe we'll hang We'll hold off on that a little bit. Um, <clears throat> I have some music you've sent me previously. And if it's okay with everybody here, I'm going to play slipping away again. And uh, while everybody jams out to that, we can, uh, I don't know, everybody can take a break, do whatever they need to do. And we'll be back in a couple minutes. It's slipping away again cool. by, Ashes fallen. Thanks for thanks for hanging out for local love, everybody. <laughs> He's got the cat. <laughs> i 
slipping away again that's one of the better songs i've received from you that isn't a food metal song (laughs) (laughs) i knew knew the conversation was gonna go to food metal sooner or later we'll wait we'll wait i don't want to i know (laughs) i I just want to add i just want to add i found seven copies of the food metal cd and i put them up online to see if anybody wanted to buy them and they were gone within three days (laughs) 
it was awesome. <laughs> uh, Jason, sorry, were, were you part of Food Metal? Yeah, I played on one or two of the songs. That was a long time ago. I don't quite remember. <laughs> yeah, we were having that discussion at rehearsal the other day. Yeah, I was like, I thought you did one, and you thought you did two. I know there's one for sure. I mean, when I originally did Food Metal, I just asked a lot of my musician friends to just come do some vocals or come do some guitar. And, and Control Theory was splitting up by that point, but obviously Jason and I were still friends and still are. So I said, hey, why don't you come play some acoustic guitar? And he did, and it was fun. And he's part of the Food Metal story. wanted to say what's up to DJ Dark Joy. I believe that's the first time they've ever been in my chat. Probably a friends of yours. Um, yeah, you might say. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's Melanie, <laughs> oh, my wife. Oh, cool. Well, what's up, Jason's wife, Melanie? Thanks for hanging out here. If you follow us on Twitch, you get a GIF of a cat. I don't know if that's like a good enough reason to follow our Twitch channel or not, but it gives you a GIF of a cat. <clears throat> um, what, <clears throat> what was primarily different about the recording process of this is a fleeting melody out of a, out of a fading dream versus the, uh, self-titled ashes fallen album. Well, the first album was quite frankly, really rushed. We'd only been a band for a few months. We had a, a brief tour booked with our good friends, 13 sky. And we thought, you know, we'd really like to have some product because this is probably the only tour we're going to do that year. And it was, so we just sort of quickly threw together an album, um, some of the songs were things I'd already pretty well have had recorded, but the new album was very much an Ashes Fallen album from the get-go. And we had a few different ideas about sort of, I think we really kind of had a better idea of what Ashes Fallen was and what we didn't want it to be and what we did want it to be. So it was a much more collaborative process from the start. Um, everyone, everyone did some writing. Some of the recording was done at our house in Sacramento, but most of it was done right here. And I'm, I'm actually in our studio right now. So um, we kind of made a decision to, we were very much a Gothic rock band, but we, we kind of wanted to strip away some of the over the top metal drumming things. And just, we really wanted the, the rhythm section to be nice and steady, you know, kind of club friendly. I mean, not overtly club music by any means, but. All right, I've probably talked enough. How about you guys say something? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we learned from when we went on tour in 2019 what, what moves people on the dance floor. And that was one thing that we really wanted to do was to have a few more songs that got people moving. So we kind of knew what, what beats and what songs that we were doing where people would start to move and what songs we were doing where they would go to the bar or go to the toilet. <laughs> so we, we had a pretty good idea what we wanted to do for this album. I mean, we've, we've still got our ballads and things in there, <clears throat> but we wanted something a little bit more dance floor ready. Yeah, a nice steady groove. That's probably a good term for what we were trying to do. Songs with a, a steady groove. And yeah, you're, you're totally right, Michelle. I remember you were make, observing 13th Sky really kept people moving the whole gig. And sometimes we only had so many songs that really had that effect on folks. So, hmm. Yeah, but we were new, so. That's right. Yeah. Very, very cool. <clears throat> I um, Have you guys started putting your feelers out for in-person gigs? 
Um, yes, we have. Um, I mean, we, we currently only have one gig on the books for this year, and that's going to be the Shannon McCabe's Vampire Ball here in Sac not here in Sacramento, but Sacramento. Um, we may do some more. We're not really sure at this point, but we're definitely putting out feelers for next year. Mm. We are booked to play the Out from the Shadows Festival in Portland in, I'm not sure if it's going to be March or April. But that should be pretty exciting. It's going to be two three-day weekends and a whole lot of great bands from our scene. Um, we've been talking about potentially doing some stuff, um, heading out towards uh, Utah, Denver, Texas, maybe doing the, some stuff on the East Coast as well. Um, also, Michelle and I have been talking about going to the Absolution Fest in Tampa, Florida this October, which is another really big festival from bands from our scene. Um, I, Jason, it sounded like Melanie really wanted to go too, so I don't know if you guys are going to join us. But, you know, so many of the people we've been meeting online ought to be there, and that would just be a great networking opportunity. Um, and then when bands come out for the out from the Shadows Festival, I know some East Coast bands are going to be doing some touring, and we might try to do some things together. I believe um, our friend, I believe there is something coming together in the, the Bay Area that might be for some of those touring bands, but I don't know if any details have really been finalized for that, so... We're working on it, but we're not in an, we're not in a super big hurry either. We're not we're not going to jump out there like next week or anything. Well, and I mean, you just finished an album, and right now you're going on yeah. big important music shows like mine to promote it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and we do have our another live stream coming up. Um, we're once again going to be part of the virtual Temple event, which is done by Temple at Area Fifty One out of Salt Lake City. That's happening. So our album comes out with the fourth. Virtual Temple Four happens fourth, fifth, and sixth, and we perform on the sixth. So that will be our de facto album release party. I think the last thing I saw you promoting was the uh, anti-racist goth goth fest. Is that? Uh, yeah, we did that. Um, that was January first. That was a that was a really cool event. I was really honored to be part of that. As was I. And then, Michelle, you did something really special for that, too. Oh, the song at the end. Yes, right. I did a solo performance. I'm not the singer. <laughs> I, I, I did it. I did it for the band. No, I did it for the festival. It was a, a song sung in Maori from from New Zealand, a Maori folk song, and it was about um, you know uniting and being all as one people. And it was, um, yeah, very proper for the event that we were doing. So, yeah, I got to tell you, as like a gay guy in my forties, all my fucking all my girls in fucking high school were the goth girls. Those <laughs> those were my girls. Yeah, yeah, that sounds about right. They would make fun of me for liking Nine Inch Nails because I didn't I didn't connect with them on a music level so much as like just like goth people didn't care that other people were gay in like the nineties, you know. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Just, everybody exactly. was just super nice. It's like almost any subculture when it's small enough and has been like discriminated in, against in this way or that way. They're almost always nice to other people who have been discriminated mm -hmm. against, you know, for whatever yeah. reason. I don't know how many goth clubs I've been to over the years that have been at gay bars. Oh, yeah. That's totally a thing. Well, think about it. Like when the goth scene was young, maybe the little divey gay bar was the only place that would have them because it was like the, the rock right. bands weren't going to go there. Cause that was, you know, something I can't say on Twitch shit and the, the fucking metal bands didn't mm. want to go there or whatever, you know? Right. 
and uh yeah it's just always been a like a connection of mine so i've always like even even though like you know i spin disco house music which is the opposite well it's not i was thinking you know the the drums are about the same but as a lot of the music but it's like opposite in it's like feel and sound and like the way people dance the way people interact at the events and stuff but yeah it's always been it's always been fun. We used to throw uh, what we were called heaven and hell parties where I'd get a bunch of goth DJs in one room and a bunch of trance DJs in another room. So like one oh, room God. would be like uplifting and the other room would be like <laughs> songs about crying in the morning with like, cause that's what all goth songs are about. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's just always been like kind of part of my life. And I like the music, like, um, especially like when for a while, in the Bay Area, there was a bit of a crossover, maybe 2003, 2004, where some of the goth DJs were making them their way into the rave scene because the EBM style music mm. was a bit like the psytrance that people were playing. Yeah, so very much so. They were getting, they were getting, uh, we're getting some crossover, and it was yeah, it's just always been kind of cool that like I wear a lot of bright colors, but like especially the girls I've hung out with have always been the girls in the dark colors and the, the dark eyeliner and the maybe the black lipstick. Even it's just been. It's been interesting. I used to be at the Death Guild, and my friend Devaney would be like, "I don't even have to look for you. You're wearing a bright orange jacket." <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I can't not see you if you're in the room. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, I find goth uh, girls to be quite colourful here in the United States. You know, they've all got like pink hair and green and purples and all that kind of thing. I find it quite colourful. I, I mean, black's still the, you know, the thing, the average the average uniform but yeah i don't know it's it's a lot brighter and you got your pastel goths and we also got dj sinis in the chat not sure who that is but i got some uh, i got hey, some hey. fucking i got some fucking yeah uh, dj sinis is a great friend of ours he's got some twitch pride we emotes and the whole online goth dj thing um he's actually based out in virginia and he's someone that we were quite fortunate to become acquainted with over the over the pandemic and as a matter of fact um michelle and i are gonna meet him not not too long from now. So we're going to go really drink some wine. Oh, cool. Looking forward to that. DJs, if you're in here and you have a Twitch channel, go ahead and uh, you can just hit bang, uh, sorry, exclamation point SO, and then your Twitch name and the, the bot will give everybody a link to your Twitch channel. And if anybody, any of the DJs in here do that, everybody go follow them, please. Like, mm -hmm. especially if you're like our usual Twitch community, because all the doom and gloom and fucking 24 hour panic attack that we cover is great, but it's also good to go chill out to some fucking music, especially music. But maybe you're not you're not hooked up with already. So, hmm. yay wine. Yeah, and I mean, I'll say you know some of the DJs like DJ Sinis are just wonderful about playing just international mm -hmm. goth and death rock and dark wave, just music from all over the world. And that's been one of the really cool things about the the, the goth DJ Twitch community is that's you know just getting to hear so much music that I wasn't exposed to, not just new music, but music from other other countries and other scenes and there's just some amazing stuff happening in in south america and mexico and elsewhere and fun to watch hmm. they're putting yeah, on really DJ good shows. definitely fun to watch mm -hmm. well it's now time to rock your, your music video i haven't watched this because i was going to watch right. it on stream and now i'm going to watch it on stream before we before we even play, I know that like I saw screenshots in a in like in that article from Post Punk, and like I know this is like going to be like visually very cool. I I get the feeling that this that visually that maybe Michelle had something to do with the way it looked. <laughs> yeah, yep, that'll be me. 
I spent I spent a week making this video. I had to yeah, teach yeah. myself well, how I to mean, use Premiere well, as I was making it. <laughs> you just taught yourself how to use Premiere to make a music video. That's pretty much how people learn like like yeah, things like pretty much like a yeah, digital audio digital audio workstation, video editing, live streaming. You don't learn it because it's like a technology mm -hmm. that you think it would be neat to know. You learn it because you're like, I need to do this. Yep. Yeah, yep. exactly. Exactly. I, I had some tips well, I'll tell and you, points. Michelle had a lot to do with. Sorry. <laughs> well, I was just going to say, Michelle had an awful lot to do with the song, too. This is definitely her biggest co-write with the band so far. And this was the song that she really wanted us to do. Well, here it is, everybody. If you haven't seen it before. You're seeing it here for the first time, but you might have seen it before. This is Ashes Fallen, Vampira, the Ballad of, is that Myla? Myla Numi. Vampira, the Ballad of Myla. Vampira, the Ballad of Myla. Thank you. Somebody yes. around here knows what's going on. <laughs> here it is, everybody.
That was amazing. Yay! <laughs> Lisa, who found us through the weird pipeline, the pipeline people usually find us through is, um, like they'll find us here on Twitch and then they'll find our podcast and then maybe they'll find us on Twitter. Lisa found us on a podcast, followed us to Twitter, and then ended up here. And she loves your song. Excellent. Thank you, Lisa. <clears throat> so <clears throat> I have a, I get, I'm getting the impression there's a story behind that song. Uh, yeah. So have you, have you actually heard of Vampira? It sounds familiar, but I couldn't tell you like a few sentences about what it is. So have you heard of Alvira? Hmm. I fucking love El. Like when I was a kid, I fucking loved Elvira the most. This is why I wrote the song. <laughs> so if you want the story, Vampira Myla Nurmi pretty much invented the first dark gothic uh, glamour ghoul back in the 50s. And she had a late night TV show that aired, what, what was it, James? It was horror... Yeah, it was like late night Friday nights on, I think, KABC in Los Angeles. And yeah, it was just bad horror movies. And and she was the yeah, horror hostess. Yeah. So uh, she, she had quite the career. She was all over uh, People magazine and, and what have you. And everyone was photographing her and she was in all the newspapers. She was the first one to do it. Uh, and then her career came to a sudden end. I think it was on air for a... For about um, 18 Over months. A year, I yeah, about 18 months. And then her career came to an end, all tied up in some big long uh, media propaganda garbage about when James Dean died, she had put a curse on him and all this rubbish. She was a witch, et cetera, et cetera. Anyway, when they decided to revive Vampira, she wouldn't sign over her copyright and the rights to to the vampire character. So they ended up getting rid of her and hired a young woman to take her place and called her Elvira. Now I don't really like Elvira as much, thanks. <laughs> and unfortunately, thanks, uh, yeah, Myla Nurmi actually took took her, uh, Cassandra Peterson, is it her name? Right, that's took, right. took her to court on 8080 counts of copyright. Uh, infringement on stealing, stealing her character. Uh, but at this stage, Myla was already pretty much in the poorhouse. She had no money. She was living hand to hand um, and couldn't afford to, to carry the court case on. So Elvira became huge. Myla Nurmi died at the age of 82 in a very small apartment on a couch. And the only other piece of furniture in the room was a patio chair. And that was the end of her story. That's, um, <clears throat> that's like it's a, awful. It's that, awful. <laughs> it's also just like the, uh, <clears throat> like, uh, the same old song about some big creator taking your shit from yeah. you and you not being able to do about anything about it, you know? Yeah. I mean, and, and yeah, the song's about Milo, but it's also about every, everyone, every woman who has had someone take everything that they worked so hard for and, you know, oh, there's many stories think, of it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it's also it's just a love letter to I mean, others have done songs about Vampira, but we really wanted to tell the story of Myla, a story that isn't so well known. Although 
a recent biography just came out from her niece, and so there's mm-hmm. some interest in Myla, which is which is wonderful. Yeah, she was quite a character. I mean, the only other time she resurfaced was in that Edward film. What was it? Uh, Plan, Plan Nine, Nine from, from Outer Space. Outer Space, which is the world's worst movie ever made. But <laughs> yes, and she apparently refused. She she decided that her character in the film was going to be a mute because she didn't want to read the ridiculous lines that Edward had written for her to, to say. But they offered her two hundred dollars to do it, and she had no money, so she she basically right. had to. So which is kind of sad. But, I mean, she had a 17-inch waist, 17, and she kept it that way for years and years and years, hoping that one day Vampira would, you know, become become famous again. And, yeah, they just put somebody else yeah. in with, with bigger boobs and bigger hair and just pushed her, pushed her aside. But, anyway. Probably not Elvira's fault. Probably some asshole in a suit's fault. Uh, well, they hired her. Uh, you know, the argument is, is Cassandra Peterson didn't have to absolutely replicate the vampire uh, character. I mean, the things that she said, the way she acted, you know, that that was on her. So, but anyway, you know, it was all argued, argued in court. Say la vie. It's all history now, but it's just a shame that everybody knows Elvira, but not many people know Vampira, and she was the one that put the whole entire concept together. So, yeah. And <clears throat> some of that's footage you took, and I, I'm guessing some of it's footage taken from Vampira. Is that, or is this all yeah. footage that you that you created yourself? Uh, yeah, no, no. I've I've got images of Vampira in there. I'm just. You know, kind of hoping they're old enough that nobody is going to, like... <laughs> Come after us. <laughs> well, I mean, you do have evidence that she isn't very good at suing people for copyright, I guess. Well, and oh, she's course, she's long gone. gone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I did do research to see if I could find an estate or anything, but she died with nothing. I don't know yeah. that anybody owns the rights to anything. Yeah, all the all the background stuff that you can see was actually shot at the local cemeteries. We're surrounded by cemeteries here. So, uh, you know, we have some really good creepy fogged in days where I go racing out with the camera, running around the cemeteries, taking video. Oh, DJ Sinis, thanks for following. I hope you enjoyed the kitty. You get a kitty when you follow the channel. You get a kitty. You get a kitty. Nice. Well, <clears throat> we knew it was going to end up here, and it's ended up here. I'm going to play some food metal. I'm going to pour myself another cocktail. <laughs> James is going to go cut himself. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, I'm not. I'm playing. I'm playing the the middle length of the three that I have here. I'm going to play fries. Also, this is one of my favorite songs. I know. I know. I know. James. People like yell food metal at him at his shows, and he probably gets annoyed. And that's usually me and the media wench doing that. But uh, <laughs> it's like super creative and fun. And it's uh, yeah, it's uh, <clears throat> just I kind of like I kind of like stuff that's like well put together and well thought out but is also not taking itself entirely seriously and that's that's why i that's why i really like this food metal shit so everybody we won't be playing it live we won't be playing it live i mean everybody has a price but i don't i don't have that kind of money so (laughs) jason keeps telling me that you know I, i remember when i first did the food metal record jason said you need to redo this but with serious lyrics because you're you're just like it's so good but you should do this for real. <laughs> Good one, Jason. <laughs> oh, 
DJ Sinis <laughs> is going to wear a vampire t-shirt uh, this Thursday on a yeah, weekend warm-up event. Very nice. Most excellent. Can't wait. So this is a song about food, and I'm going to go make a drink. This is Fry's, and we'll be right back. Thanks, everybody, for hanging out during Local Love. Um, just got note. I just got notice from Juan Maserati that he'd be lurking. He'll be joining us for at the ten o'clock Pacific hour. And uh, any music heads, friends, of, friends of this band, or just local music people in general from here in the Bay Area or whatever, you're welcome to join the panel. Just hit bang panel in the chat. 
Uh, when there's an interview on this show, we always do an open panel afterwards so that I don't have to continue the show by myself if the band decides they gots to go. Um, yeah, uh, fucking, that was, that song is great. I, I know it's, I know it's, I don't know, played out or whatever in your world, James, but. Well, it's, we're here to talk about Ashton's Fall. Oh right? yeah, of course, of course. <laughs> so. <clears throat> How many hours would you say you've put into the visual setup at the chapel for the live stream? I know these things are hard to quantify, but I bet the number is high because I've met Michelle before. <laughs> well, I'm lucky in the sense that we've actually got a ready-made stage here. So all I have to do is move things around when I want to. So, you know, it's uh, a lot easier than setting up inside a home where it's only temporary and I have to tear it down so we can, like, be able to uh, to move around <laughs> the house without tripping over things. So now that we've we've got the, the church or the chapel, as we like to call it, it, it's only just for the band. So it's not in the way of anything. It's always here and I can just move things around as I like. Yeah, it's great fun. I love it. Okay. And of course, for for our album cover, you know, everything was done inside the inside the church, and we, we've got a confessional, you know, that's here all the time. We've got so many props; it's just it's just brilliant. We love it. Y'all gone into the confessional and told each other secrets? You know, I thought about turning the confessional into a vocal booth, but <laughs> it's probably a little too small for that. If, if it was the right size, though, again, there'd just be nothing more like on brand for like the way that you're, you're like visual <laughs> marketing and like the way that, way that you've chosen to market. And you, you do, you do, you guys do a good job of, of sharing stuff around and, and, you know, promoting what you're doing and kind of what's going on without being fucking annoying. And I like really appreciate that about you. Oh, thank you. I, I appreciate, I appreciate that. I mean, there are so many musicians that just, I don't know. I feel like if you build it, they will come. And that's just not the reality, you know, and as much as I am so proud of what the three of us have accomplished, and I'm so proud of this album and everything, nobody owes us anything. And I know that. So mm -hmm. the fact that you're choosing to support us and that, you know, we're getting some sales from our album, that just makes us so happy. Yeah. And it, it's, and, you know, I mean, Jason and I have been doing this for so long and, and I mean, I think both of us have been at points in our lives where we felt like, okay, you know what, this, this whole music thing has passed us by and we've had this conversation. And I mean, six years ago when I moved to Sacramento, I, I really kind of got started on the whole music thing again. And now that I've got, you know, these two wonderful people to work with, it's, it's just been amazing. And the fact that we're getting a bit of recognition for this band, it's, it just feels so good. And it kind of feels validating after decades in the trenches, so to speak. Yeah, but visuals are really important too, though, because, you know, people have got that five-second attention span now, so you you got to do whatever you have to do to, to capture people's attention. I mean, it's just a fact. As, as good as the music is or you think it is or, you know, if you don't have something to back it up with visually, then, you know, people just won't even stop. They won't click on the link. They won't look at the, you know, the post or what have you, so... I mean, maybe the but, real music heads who are like just digging through Bandcamp for new stuff will have the attention span. But that's such a small number of people who enjoy yeah. music who are like total yeah. heads who will, right. you know, dig yeah. through SoundCloud or even like on, you know, like just try to find Creative Commons music. There's just such a small number of people. Whereas like 
you know, Instagram, you guys post on Instagram a lot. Your posts are good. They look good. And mm-hmm. that's, you've got a half a second to like grab somebody's yeah. attention. So they even think to like your post. So they'll see your next one. And yeah. Yeah. you know, that's, we suck at Instagram. So. <laughs> well, I mean, the way that I see it is, I mean, music is an art form, but I mean, quite frankly, the visual side of promotion, that's art too. And that's how it should be approached, really. You know, I mean, we try to make some, something that's, I mean, it's not just to make something that's going to catch someone's attention, but we're trying to make something that we think is beautiful. And yeah. so it all really kind of ties together. Yeah, but I mean, once upon a time, it used to be music, art, fashion, all those things used to come together, you know, that's how you had, uh, you know, scenes that happen, whether it be punk or grunge or metal, it was all about the clothes, it was about the art, it was about the look and it was about the sound. But now it's just a whole great big huge oversaturation of everything that, you know, there, there is currently no... Well, I'm old and I probably don't know, but, <laughs> you know, as a, as a scene, currently mainstream, I, I wouldn't be able to tell you what it is. It's, it's all over the place. Yeah, I mean, so many people feel like, you know, I mean, we had grunge and then I guess we kind of had new metal. I mean, what was after that as far as just a big thing that kind of took over everything? I mean, oh, electronic music. I don't know. Electronic well, music. sure, sure. Like mainstream, yeah. like mainstream dance artists came back. Mm-hmm, true. Like after after Lincoln and Cubiscuit. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm I'm like super stoked on like the whole thing y'all have going on here. I like the the look of it. I like like the way it sounds. I like how well produced it is, and I just kind of like like you know having <clears throat> having gotten to know James digitally and having you know met met Michelle. And Jason, like you, you all seem like very nice people. And I'm like really glad to see you having some, some success and being able to sell some albums. Cause we're, mm. it, it took us a while to like, um, well, we're just, we just did it stupid. We thought if we build, if you build it, they will come. And if you're saying smart things, people will listen. That's not actually how it works. And once we figured that out that and then things started mm-hmm. getting better and we started making some fucking money because it actually, right, right. you know, it actually matters. Like, like you said that five seconds, like people show up on my Twitch channel and they show up to a shit show, they're gone. Right. And so like, right. you have, you well, have, there, there's so many other options of things to do. Yeah. <laughs> right. So usually they show up here, they're confused. They're like, what the fuck are these people watching? And then, then they're like, it's been an hour and a half. What's going on? Uh, well, <clears throat> um, I'm going to let you pick, uh, the last one of your tunes that we're going to rock here. Um, I have all of the Ashes Fallen album and uh, some James Perry stuff, but I, I'm out of stuff from your new album. So, oh, I, I thought I sent you more than that. I, I got one. I didn't bother you about it because I knew your oh. album just came out, and I lot. I just don't. I'm not like, hey, you didn't send me your whole album. I'm, you're like, asshole, it just came out. I'm trying oh, okay. not. To- I, I could have sworn. I'm sorry, but I guess there was some mix up. I'm sure I sent you more, but oh, I'm um, sorry about that. I also get a, I also get a lot of fucking email. I may have I may have done something wrong. Right. Okay. Okay. Well, I'll make sure you've got it for next time. Um, I don't know. Somebody pick song. <laughs> Jason, you choose. You. <laughs> I'm, I'm out. Talked. <laughs> talked out. Uh, uh, Blood Moon. Yeah. I'm sorry. Which one? Yeah, that's a good one. That's that. Blood Moon. Yeah, Blood Moon. Yep. Blood, Blood Moon from the first album. That's one that Jason and I wrote together. That was our. First single, we still play it at every show. Fuck yeah. 
All right, cool. Well, um, thanks everybody for tuning into the interview. We're, uh, if you're listening live, just hang out. We're not going anywhere. Uh, if you're listening on the podcast, I may, I may cut the podcast here. I may cut it later, whatever you can get the rest of it on Patreon, patreon.com slash echoplex for the whole audio capture. And if you don't want to give me $5, I'm not legitimately going to pay while a fucking MP3 over $5. You can email us and I'll send you the MP3 recording of any of our shows. If you catch me early enough, maybe I'll even go through the trouble to send you the video recording of any of our shows. Also, 14 days every show in its entirety stays on Twitch for you to replay, for you to watch as a replay, but it's not fun. That's Twitch is boring unless it's live. Anyway, this is Blood Mood by Ashes Fallen. It's been a great interview, guests. Thank you so much for coming on the show, and I'll see you guys Thank in a minute you. after this song, and we'll probably have a one Maserati and maybe a couple other local music heads with us here. Awesome. Look forward to saying hi to Ron. Yeah, that was Blood Moon. Fun interview. Thanks for thanks for taking the time. Thank, Thank you. you. Juan Juan is nowhere to be seen in the waiting room, but uh Where'd he go? 
He's uh, up there. He just, he, he, just messaged, he just messaged me on the Discord. If anybody needs to get a hold of me at any time during the show, even if you're just watching the show, you can join our Discord at discord.me and uh, DM me at plex-dave. I'm the funky rainbow dinosaur, and um, I'm addicted to Discord, so I will answer your message there. My mom even learned that, that if, if I don't respond to a text right away, to just send me a message on Discord. <laughs> well, my phone will be in my pocket or something, right? And it's like not on, it's not on Ring. Nobody leaves their phone on Ring. What kind of terrible person has their, the ringer on on their phone? I don't even talk on the phone. Yeah, you make me talk. Yeah, I won't pick up phone calls and I won't make phone calls. <laughs> you know, I know a lot of people who say that and then they'll just like video call and be like on a live show like you're doing here. And it's just such a strange thing because like the video call, you'd think it would be more personal or more more like intimate or whatever, but for whatever reason, cause it's on the computer and not on the phone. I think we just think of it in a different way. Well, with Michelle, it's because people can't understand her on account of her accent and she has to repeat herself so many times and she just gets frustrated. <laughs> I even spell words to people. <laughs> and they still don't understand you. They still don't understand me. At first they can't understand you. And now, now you're just a condescending foreigner. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Touche. <laughs> Touche. <laughs> and you're just the right amount of cynical. <laughs> Keeping it real. So, Jason, are you doing that, any that, other that music? You do. You do keep it real. <laughs> okay. Jason, are you doing any other music stuff? Are you in any other bands working on any other projects? Uh, there's something kind of, um, on hold, I guess, for a while, but it's, uh, our old friend, Justin Whitaker, and he has his solo project at a play base for that, <clears throat> but we haven't actually got together since before the whole COVID thing started. What kind yeah, of band you're is always that? learning classical music pieces and everything and playing those. Oh yeah, that too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's cool. <clears throat> so you play the bass as well. I know you play guitar and Ash has fallen. Are you playing bass as well? Um, I guess when needed. I don't, I don't really mm -hmm. play out, outside of the band. Well, yeah. I mean, when you and I first met, you were playing bass in Spitkiss. And as I recall, you kind of wanted to be the guitarist. And I think you resented me at first because I got in first. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't actually. I didn't resent you at all. <laughs> okay. He just laughed when all your hair fell out. <laughs> <laughs> secretly <laughs> Jay, you can't tell but jason's hair is right down to his backside oh he, he's got it he turned he, enough he, he turned enough one time that we could we could see the glorious locks yeah yeah he's he's kept that for all these years but um mm -hmm. he makes up he makes up for what james lacks <laughs> sorry yeah. Well, of course, when Jason and I first met, I had glorious hair. <laughs> yes, you did. Yeah, yeah. That's how I know. That's how you know a friend of yours is old. Honestly, if you're of a certain age, if they knew you when your hair was full and not gray. <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah, Jason was just a boy then, wasn't he? When you first met, though. <laughs> yeah, Jason was still in high school. Yeah. Yeah, and just turned eighteen. Wow. That's right. That's right. You poor kid. <laughs> Hooking up with this lot. <laughs> I don't know. Seems like there's seems like there's worse worse fucking pals to have than James Perry. 
That's my, that's my <laughs> impression. <laughs> you know who fucking can't make the shows anymore is Chip, and it was so funny. Like when sometimes you'd call and he'd be all James Perry, but he'd do it really yeah, well and funny. That. What? <laughs> yeah, I was, was going to say he's the one that came up with that thing, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, it was it was super. It was like way better done because he's like more like more. He's like got better voices, I guess, than me, right? Okay, okay. Yes, I've heard of this chip. I don't think I've ever met Chip though. Yeah, he um, he's he's a DJ, and he actually caught a Tuesday night like paying gig at a, oh, at a restaurant. Oh, so right. he's over there playing. I don't know, probably like a adult contemporary R and B, and charging by the <laughs> hour. Actually, speaking of okay. restaurants, I think our last live show was at a restaurant in San Jose, yes, wasn't it? it was. <laughs> Which restaurant? Yeah, I was at the, Ele- the Elegant Pub down in San Jose. <laughs> that was, yeah, I can see that look on your face, Jason. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking it wasn't that elegant. <laughs> no, no, it was not. <laughs> it was a fun night, but it, it was interesting. Sure. It, it wasn't quite what I was expecting, but you know, it, it's all good fun. Yeah. Well, when we you've come quick. when you've come down to San Jose, you've been on a bill with like punk bands and funk bands, and like yeah. generally, it's like been it's generally been yeah. this the San Jose fam, not not necessarily an industrial show, unless you're mm-hmm. cheating on the unless you've been cheating on unless you were cheating on the fam and we didn't know. No, I mean, we, let's see. Yeah, our first show down in San Jose, we, I think, yeah, that was with um, Panhandlers Union. Yeah, that was, the, that was, was that at the there caravan? Were a couple of other more, that was at the caravan. There were a couple of other more, you know, goth industrial scene acts on the bill, but Panhandlers Union were headlining that night. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, we did the actual Sofa Street Fair, which was, you know, just a huge eclectic bill. And then um, the show that you were talking about at the Elegant Pub, that was... Well, we were with one band. The band that actually set it up didn't even turn up. I was not oh, sure what shit. happened there. That's right. I forgot about that. Yeah. I know who was yeah. in charge then. It was Michelle. That was last minute, wasn't it? Yeah, they messaged like to say that they weren't coming. Right. Yeah, so it was us and um, actually a, a friend of ours uh, named Cameron who plays drums for a few bands. He's the one who... Who helped us hook up this gig? And he was playing with a band called uh, Pleasure Parade that night. Pleasure Parade, and they were just this, yeah, just this kind of dirty rock and roll band. And so it was a little bit of a weird bill. But the thing is, a lot of Cameron's friends were were people that were in the God scene back in the day, so they loved us. And so it was a good, it was actually a pretty decent night for us, even though again it was a weird little little restaurant. <laughs> Yeah, we've we've played weirder places than that, though. <laughs> yeah, and I mean the yeah, other well, thing the other, part of- the other thing about the San Jose scene is that like it's so dead here that all the bands just play together anyway. And so like I remember, right, right. I remember when I first decided that it wasn't worth it to go out to San Jose to like DJ events. Like even though I was getting paid most of the time, it was like, well, I'm losing money because I end up getting drunk and then getting a hotel room and then I end up staying an extra <laughs> day and you know it just it got expensive. And I started playing down here and I. <clears throat> played a couple DJ events and it wasn't that great. And then I played a couple, I played events with rebels camp and audible smoke and we were calling it focus on the funk and it was so much fun. And it was so kind of neat watching the fans of these bands, like get out on the dance floor and like dance yeah. to like house music. And then the people that had come because mm-hmm. it was a DJ watching them, like get into the bands and stuff. And it's just, it's just, that's the good thing I think about the scene down here. That one of the bad things is there's no fucking women anywhere, 
but um <laughs> and sometimes there's just no people anywhere but the way in which like right. the different genres kind of mingle here because out of out of necessity i mean it's out of necessity because mm-hmm. you gotta get a bill with bands with people who know they are but then it's also good because you're going to go to a show to see a ska band maybe if you're into ska but then you're going to like this punk band and there's a straightforward rock and roll band that you're really going to like and it's you know it's kind of a different scene down here you go to san francisco and it's just an industrial show that's because mm-hmm. they have a, a scene so what do you th- what do you think it's going to be like when things sort of start opening up again? Do you, do you see that there's going to be anything left? And what's left? Do you think people are going to come out? I oh here's what I think is going to happen. <clears throat> I think where I'm at in San Jose, I think a lot of the places are owned by people who have tech money or some <clears throat> other kind of like San Jose money. So not a lot of places seem to have shut down. But no, oh, okay, but everybody's going to want to play, right? And there's going to be this mad right. fucking dash. Um, I'm already booking gigs. Um, I'm playing Bike Party the f- third Ooh. Friday of July. I missed it last year. That was the thing I was, the, like, I missed, I didn't play any fucking shows. But the thing I was like, right. the Bike Party one was just like, like, yo, like, sometimes, like, little children will come up to me and try to get me to talk their dad into buying them DJ equipment, and that's really cute. <laughs> And I like missed that experience, but it's going to be a mad dash. And I think that, um, I think that like, I'm hoping that everybody kind of sticks together and I'm hoping that it isn't like overtaken by like slightly bigger touring acts Mm. where that's likely. I mean, a lot of, there have been a lot of, you know, touring acts that, you know, actually rely on touring for their income. And a lot of them are making plans to hit the road. And I just wonder, are I mean, so many people have been cooped up and saying, oh, I miss shows, I miss shows. Are they going to turn out, and are they going to reliably turn out? <clears throat> I mean, we don't know what's going to happen next year. We'd sure like to be able to hit the road, but we sort of wonder, is the marketplace just going to be so o- oversaturated? And are we going to kind of miss the boat by not being one of the very first bands out on the road? I don't know. Hard to say. Yeah, that's a thing. That's the thing I'm wondering. I, you know, I, <clears throat> I swim in, like, different pools around here. I don't play a lot of gigs anymore. I play silicon valley pride every few years they get booked for san francisco pride and i play a bike party a couple times a year and then if rebels camp wants to have me mm-hmm. out dj one of their shows like you know just for the fam or whatever as long as the place has a decent mm-hmm. fucking sound system with bass bins i'll go play like if the sound if the sound system there's two monitors i'm like i'm not playing i'm just <laughs> not playing you have two speakers on stands i'm not playing like book a band they'll fill the room well with sound. then the chapel probably wouldn't be good enough for you because that's what we've got <laughs> oh well, if you guys are having like a party or whatever and i can like dj some music for your drunk friends fucking sign my ass up for that that's not a club <laughs> the drinks are free good company and i gotta see this place honestly i gotta see this place i don't care about going there to fucking dj or see a show i just gotta see this place you guys seem so happy there and it seems so fitting I mean, we're definitely thriving here, no doubt about it. And James just wants to good. take you. James just wants to take you up to the Trump Shack. Yeah, you, you got to see this place. You got to really see this place. You wouldn't believe it. You got to see it to believe I it. I mean, you know, yeah. You, I mean, it's by no means all conservative here, but I mean, Amador County is definitely one of the one of the more conservative parts of California. And there's this place up the hill between Sutter Creek and Jackson. We call it the Trump Shack, and they're flying all these confederate flags and blue lives matter and unborn lives matter and don't pray it all me and all that kind of stuff. Trump 2024. Trump 2024. Yeah. Impeach Biden, you know, all this, all this stuff. And they're just selling all kinds of 
bump crap. And it's pretty. It's Hello. we give we give him the finger every time we drive by. Hey, there's one. There's Mr. Maserati. What's going on? What's going on? Hey. Wow. <laughs> What's going on? It's the Perry's. The Perry's. Yeah. The, oh, and this is uh, this is Perry. Jason. Jason's also in uh, Ashes Fallen, uh, rhythm guitarist. Jason, what's going on, man? Look at that that mic that Juan bought on a whim. How good does that fucking mic sound? Testing one, two, testing. Yeah. <laughs> what you got there, Juan? What is that? It's a uh, it's a uh, gosh, I forgot the brand. Is it like the a Lisa's or something? Yeah, it's, it's, it's not it's like, like a... Sure or Samson or Audio Technica. It's a ban- it's a brand you wouldn't expect. No, it's a Presonus. Oh, okay. That's right. It's a Presonus. Uh, All right. And it was I picked it up for like one hundred thirty dollars, and uh, it seems to like. Uh, so far, it's been holding up pretty well, and it's a, a solid little mic. And apologies, I could be I could be here earlier. I had uh, to take care of some family business, but uh, needless mm-hmm. to say, I, I had to come back up here and uh, pay my respects to Ashes Fallen. Yes, it's good to see your face. <laughs> Thank you. Did you see Thank their you. new video? I have not seen the video, man. Oh, you'll have to check it out right, on YouTube, you like after out. the show or something. We already played it, but it was, oh, it's it's super man. good. God, well, I'm gonna check it out after the show and then uh, present my my uh, my love for it. So here's my question for you: Do you know who Vampira is? Are we talking El Vampira, <laughs> like Vampira of, of the uh, the long time uh, Vampiris? That one. Vampira from the fifties who did yes. the you you know who she is yes I don't know her yes. like the 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 the, uh, the actress who played her no but uh, you but you know the character yes I do fantastic well the p- part of the reason I uh, wanted to do the song was because you know I want everyone to remember Vampira because everyone knows who Elvira is right right yeah but nobody Elvira. nobody remembers Vampira because it was way before our time. She was the original one. She is the she, yes. original right. vampires. Thank you, thank you, thank you. The they make the late night screen queen. Glamour ghoul. That's the one. So I, I, I'm going to try to uh, shoot some questions out. Hopefully that were uh, not answered with respect to the uh, right. album. Um, ah, more interviews. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> So, um, I know that, uh, it was a pretty involved production overall and James, uh, I, I, I recall seeing, uh, uh, some things you said about like laying down parts and you were like really wanting to get the intricate parts done with respect to like guitars and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe you could tell me about how that process went for you. Um, to the degree of accuracy that you were looking for with uh, laying those p- guitar parts down? Well, you know, I don't know. It, it was just a lot of hard work. Um, I mean, it's not like I'm a guy that's going to play guitar solos all the time, but I did write some pretty challenging parts for myself, and I just worked and worked at it until until they were right. And, I mean, the three of us came up with some music that we were all really, really proud of, and I just felt like 
it's time to deliver. Let, I just really want this to be the best it can be, and I want to deliver the best performance that I can. And another factor that we didn't really touch on is the fact that I lost my mother last year, and she was my first inspiration to become a musician. And I felt like I really, I, I want to do my mother proud. And so with all of that in mind, and just the fact that we're just like, this, this is the best thing. I feel like this is the best album I've ever done. And I just really wanted to nail it. And so I worked really hard on my guitar parts and my vocals. Um, I mean, I've always been a guitarist first, but you know, the vocal is really what sells the song and it's really kind of the most important thing. And I really wanted to deliver. And so I worked hard and hopefully, hopefully people feel like we, we nailed it. Yeah, 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 you, yeah. You, you miss the parts where James comes out of the studio screaming, why do I always write these guitar parts I can't play? <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, raging, you know, and he's on Facebook mm. <laughs> telling yeah. everybody oh, and then, and then I Spain. And then I've got this solo where I just feel like I've, I've finally gotten pretty close. And then, and then, you know, uh, this guy Adam that I know says, "Oh, right, that, that that you took that straight from a journey song." I'm like, God damn it! <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I could have let it go, but as soon as he said that, that's all I could hear. So, oh no, oh, gotta no. fix it, gotta fix it. Because that's totally that's what you had song. in your mind, right? When you were writing it, you were like, "Oh, this is yeah." I'm listening to Journey. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> Well, is there I mean, something the, you're not telling me? <laughs> the other thing about that is that you you have to be able to play live, and so if you write yeah. something that t you you nail one out of four times in the studio, you can't really bring that with you live. It like reminds me yeah, of yeah. reminds me of like I was playing um like kind of music called like it was like UK hardcore and drum and bass, and I had like four turntables mm -hmm. back in the day, and I'd like do these things in the studio and like in the studio. I was fucking 19 and I lived in, I lived half of my life in a dorm and the other half with my parents, but I'd do these things and then I'd be at like a rave and I'd have taken ecstasy and I'd be like, what am I even doing putting these records on here in this manner? I'm not going to do that. There's no possible way. Yeah. And then like, then one time I was like feeling super confident and I tried to do it and I did it poorly. And I was like, well, maybe I need to be uh, like lowering the bar on the technical, like part of what I'm doing and being kind of be more focused on like rocking the fucking place. And it's, uh, <clears throat> it's interesting that you should, you know, you should mention that. Cause that's definitely something that I've even now, like, cause I'm not on records anymore. I do digital, but I'm, you know, a lot of live looping and a lot of like remixing, like on the fly. And I'm like just doing it here, uh, stone cold sober at five in the afternoon, you know? And I'm like, well, that's fucking great what's this how's this going to be a bike party when i've had five guinness already like <laughs> sure yeah there, there are parts though that you james and you jason have actually swapped when we do it live though right you know right, just just, just for the first. yeah just because of technical reasons like mm, yeah doing a live show jason's got to go off and change guitars so then you start the next song whereas you know, so you don't have that great big right. pause in between, and mm -hmm. and Jason yeah, will take I mean, out I, parts because you can't sing and play at the same time, and yeah, yeah. I I mean I've got like I said I, I'm I was a guitarist way before I ever decided I really wanted to become a vocalist, and I've gotten a heck of a lot better at singing and playing guitar at the same time. But if the rhythms are too far off, I just I I have. To, 
I have to concentrate on the vocal if I'm going to concentrate on anything. So sometimes I, certain guitar parts I just have to kind of flub or leave out. Or, or again, fortunately, we've got another really great guitarist in our band, and so you know I can delegate. <laughs> yeah, it's it's good to be able to. Another rely. thing I find. Oh, go ahead, Juan. Another thing I I, I find exciting is the 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 vocals. It just between uh, all three of you, really, um, it just uh, I, I, I get a sense that it's it's the the uh, it's it's sacred. It's it's just really good, fucking good, you know. And uh, is this was this like would you say a, a, a next level up from the previous album in terms with respect well, to? I will tell you, we've just been listening. You know, uh, you uh, Dave, you were playing "Slipping Away Again" and "Blood Moon" from the first album, and just listening to those recordings, like, yeah, I sound better now. And I mean, Michelle had never been a singer, and well, for that I'm matter, still had never not. Been a musician. <laughs> I'm still not. Oh, a singer. Beautiful. darling, you have gotten so much better. You have gotten. You have developed in leaps and bounds in the time that we've been we've been playing together, and. You know, do, do you have a wonderfully trained classical voice? No, but you have a cool voice. And our voices sound good together. Oh, this is, yeah, so well, they do, they do sound good together. Yeah, yeah. But, and there, there, you know, you were asking about guitar parts, but there are some vocal parts that I really had to, really had to fight to, as well and just really push my limits of what I can do, not just, not just physically, not just being able to hit the notes right, but actually being able to, deliver the emotion which is the most important thing of all and yeah absolutely i, I really we, yeah we all poured a lot of work into this there were there was one song that that jason and i wrote together um it's probably one of the more introspective songs on the album and we originally sort of pieced it together where jason came over and just sort of recorded the riff in a really scratch fashion and i sang a vocal over it and the vocal was perfect. I mean, it's it's imperfect. It's it sounds rushed and off the cuff, but I'm never going to be able to get that emotion again. And so Jason had to, but Jason kind of developed his guitar part, and we really had to work together pretty hard to get it to come together and still sound cohesive, even though it was sort of done piecemeal like this. And are you talking about human Jason, condition? That's the one. Yeah. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, I didn't. I didn't send that one over to you, so you'll have to wait until the album comes out in a week and a half. But that's one I'm really proud of. I mean, I'm I'm proud of the whole album, I, and I, I'm proud of you, Jason. I'm proud of you, Michelle. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and for and for Michelle, we were talking about vocals and playing keys. Man, that's like next level to me because it's 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 as a keyboard player, it's not the easiest thing to do, right? I just well, I, like. I prefer to play just keys if possible, but to be able to do both, that's that's really solid. That's okay, solid. well, you, you remember me when I first came to America and you met me with James. I was the one carrying the gear. <laughs> that's right. That's right. I, I, I was not the musician. I was not, you know, backing up James or anything. James was the musician and I was carrying the gear and, and what have you. So, you know, I've, I've come into this as a complete non-musician but as a music lover I've, i mean I've, music's always been part of my life but i've never been a musician so 
Music is um, what you and I first bonded over all those years ago. Yeah, but I was your designer. I was not your, you know, right. I wasn't I wasn't playing on your album or anything. I was just dressing no. you <laughs> and saying, oh, no, that doesn't look good. So I, I guess in, in the respect of me, I don't come in with any old habits. Everything to me is new. So I don't know that I'm not supposed to be able to play the keyboard and sing and then throw, throw, pick up my tambourine, hit it a few times, put it down, push another key, sing. It's just what wow. I have to do because I'm, that's, you know. Yeah, I mean, there's one song, it's uh, They Will Be Done. You know, we run on backing tracks, obviously. We've got two guitarists and a keyboard percussionist. I have to start the track. Um, I, th- I, I pick up the cymbals, I put them down, I, I play the keyboard, I then pick up the tambourine, I'm watching these guys, you know, and it's like, yeah, it, it's a little bit mechanical for me. I'm just starting to now get into the feel of it and get into the groove now that I'm getting a bit more used to it. Yes, um, yeah. yeah, but I mean, I, I guess I, I didn't come in with any old, bad habits or old habits because I had no habits. Right, it's all brain. Right. It's all brand new to me. So, yeah. One thing that I will say again and again and again, and this is just borne out by how long I've been doing this music thing. There is so much more to being a good bandmate and a good band member than musicianship. And yes, Michelle came in as a complete novice musician, but what she brings to the table is just spectacular. I mean. The fact that she has that sort of non-musician perspective and can sort of see what's getting the crowd moving, that's great. That's something that Jason and I don't have because our heads are in music. You know, we just don't have that same perspective. And just the whole visual aspect and just being able to bring some energy. And yeah, Michelle, you were designing my jacket back back in the day, but you were also a great sounding board. And you've always been so good at, Telling you that sucks. Oh, yeah. Well, not just telling me that sucks, but also telling me that one thing that you did for two seconds, that needs to be like 16 measures. You know, just, yeah, you you always have the right instinct and and point us in the right direction. And just, yeah, you, you, you help me get rid of the bad ideas and develop the good ideas better. And that's so important and it's so valuable. I can't do this by myself. This is not the James Perry show. This is this is Ash's phone. This is all three of us. Are you yes, going to be sending uh, any of these tracks out to people that uh, do remixes for clubs and, and whatnot? Um, you know, we've we've considered maybe following this up with a you know sort of a remix thing. Maybe we'll do an EP at some point where we you know a combination of some remixes and some new tracks. That's all just sort of vague ideas at this point. We, when we did our very first single, Blood Moon, we had our friend Eric from the band Unicode Machine do a remix, and he did a fantastic job. Mm. Um, so, I don't know. We'll see. <clears throat> yeah, That's I awesome. feel like I, I feel like with this new album, with the quality of what I've heard so far, I think that uh, <clears throat> we talked earlier about like the goth DJ scene here here mm-hmm. on Twitch. I feel like the <clears throat> any of the stuff that's got that four on the floor beat, uh, you just, you just you find somebody who's, you know, they uh, do kind of dark, like industrial dance music and you give them some of your stems. I mm. feel like you're going to have some, you're going to get like a whole different kind of play from like a whole different kind of people because it's got that, yeah, it's got the, it's got the right sound. I also am a DJ, so I think everybody should let, have their shit out right. there for remix. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> had a question for Jason. Uh, with uh, like, how did you approach the album when when it came to recording? It was uh, you have any insights on the process that you uh, experienced while recording the album? Um, no, not really. I just kind of learned all the parts and practiced and just worked. Yeah, uh, James actually came over here to to record most of the guitar lines, uh, just to. Yeah, help me out. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And um, it sounds like, uh, like, just how Michelle demonstrated, everybody is contributing to make this sound as full as possible. Picking up tambourines, keys, vocal guitar, double double vocal double guitars, and then on top of that, layers of symphonic vocals. That's that's mm-hmm. uh, pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, Jason. Well, I mean, Jason's been playing with a sorry. Jason's been playing with an Ebo, which I absolutely love. It, I didn't even realize until we practiced the other night with um, Stand Your Ground that Jason did that on an Ebo. An Ebo. Uh, am I right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Um, yeah. So an Ebo, it's a it's a little electronic device that you hold with your picking hand, and you you. And it has little grooves actually, and you you hold it over one string, and it and it just creates an electromagnetic field and vibrates the string, and it just makes it it can make it sustain forever, sort of like a bow would. And mm-hmm. it's certainly a thing wow. that you know bands like like Bauhaus used back in the day, or the Chameleons and other bands from that scene. And it's just it's just a wonderful sound, especially when you combine it with a lot of delay and reverb. And so we used it on the first album on the song Little Vampire, and then we also used. Jason also brought it out for one of our new tracks. I I have two versions of Little Vampire. I have one of them that's like a full band version. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, So it was the little bit. It was the full full band version where Jason played played the Evo, and so that's what we do live when we play that song live. Yeah. Well, I mean, somebody said to us um, on Facebook the other day, I, I can't believe it's only three of you playing all that music. <laughs> it's like, well. Com- computers are amazing things. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. You, I mean, you do what you have to do. Little... We, don't, we don't have an orchestra, right? <laughs> right we wish right. we had an orchestra. But it's also like that whole live sound. I mean, yeah, there's technology involved, but with arrangement with layout um and all that i just think that it's it's it just comes across stellar thank you in a live setting mind you live mm-hmm. not not studio live in mm-hmm. other words when that next action's fallen fallen concert drops uh people are going to know that you, you y'all are going to be throwing down heavy mm-hmm. with that solid symphonic ass goth music so that's cool well, we are working hard getting ready for our next live stream. It's um, about a week and a half away. And since we are going to be playing some songs that we've never played live or live stream or anything before, we've got some work to do. Oh, wow. That's, so you got some like uh, some new songs that will be uh, performed at this. At well, the we've, got a whole, we've, got, we've got a whole album full of mostly songs that have never been played live. And so we're going to be doing... We're doing two songs at this. At this, it's a. It's only a half hour set, so we're only doing seven songs, and but we're going to be doing the the single, um, "Vampire Ballad of Mila," as well as the lead off track from the album, 
Stand Your Ground, and neither of those we've ever played live. There's one song that Dave actually played on the show tonight, uh, Just Let Go. We've only played it live once. So, <laughs> we don't, and, you know, you're, you're talking this up like, you know what, anytime Ashton Solomon's going to throw down, well, we, we better prove it. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I'm just telling you, I'm just telling you, I just remember, like, for the sofa thing, you were like DMing me. You're like, do I start now? Do I start now? Do I start now? And I was like, yes, right. start now. And I was like, oh, I don't know about this. And then the fucking stream came up. I was like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was so much fun. Like everybody yeah, that so. came out for that, by the way, no, everybody was new to live streaming and right. le like legit. <clears throat> I mean, I've had more viewers on Twitch since then. But that was the first time we had over a hundred viewers ever was that sofa street mm -hmm. fair. We had over a hundred viewers during Sam ruckus and, uh, during your stream and Sakura's. And it was kind of mm -hmm. neat to watch that number go triple. Not, not as neat as when it's just yeah, me sitting I, I here drinking and making fun of some dipshit to see what everyone was saying. <laughs> yeah. We didn't get to see the chat. Did we? <laughs> no, and by the, the, the chat was, the the thing with that is that it was it was like Sofa's event, right? So people were watching it via the embed right. on their website, and so people weren't uh, signing up, yeah, for Twitch. Yeah, so yeah, they yeah, weren't yeah. in the chat. The chat wasn't like scrolling like like it might be in an hour and a half or two hours when I'm just making fun of some dipshit. Like, <laughs> but but you making fun of a dipshit never. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but it was neat, and uh, the feedback afterward, like when we went to the um, there was like a little like a Zoom meeting afterward. Like people were talking about you and people were talking about us. And that's like kind of what people were talking about. They're like, Hey, that channel was live the whole time. I could go there the whole time. Like they, we mm -hmm. took a few phone calls during and it was, a, uh, it was kind of neat. We ended up not doing sofa events after a while. Cause it was just too much work. And after that first event, we weren't really getting any kind of viewership because it was just, you mm -hmm. know, you can't like a group, a small group of people like that can't get together every fucking week and do that heavy lift on the promotion. So mm. we're like, well, we have right. to go in another direction. Cause at that point we were doing three music streams a week, plus everything else we were doing. But that sort of showed us like proof of concept and you showed us fucking proof of concept. Let me tell you, you'd never done that <laughs> yeah. shit before at all. And it was fucking it. I don't know. People might've thought it was a pre-record. That was quite good. But that, that's the beauty of live streaming though. I mean, we can we can set up a whole entire room the way we imagine it to be, you know. You can't do that when you're just playing in pubs and clubs when you've got 10 minutes to set up. You you do your set, you've got to strip down for the next band. I mean, there's no way that you can put on the show that you want to. So when you right. get given this opportunity that you've got like a month or a week or something to set something up, to, to look like behind me right now for our next show, it's like... Yeah, it's it's gold. It's so Absolutely. much fun. Are those all real candles or are they LED? Ah, they're all LED. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> this church is a hundred and how old is it, James? It was built in eighteen ninety eight. There's no way I'm yeah, putting live yeah, flame in here. <laughs> Fair enough. No, I was just kidding because I could I couldn't imagine going around and trying to light all the fucking candles. That's that's our altar. <laughs> <laughs> well, I gotta say. Uh, uh, just real quick, you know the 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 the, the way that you s well. First off, I'm I'm gonna go off a little uh, off the off the, the the road here, but um, man, just with respect to how 
how you guys came across this 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 house, this this church you live at, is really fucking wild. It is, uh, Michelle. I was just saying, like, you know, how you guys came across this, you know, whatever how you came across and finding the church and putting it together and all that. It just really fucking wild to me. Like, it, it was really exciting to see uh, how um, the the home that you have now is 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 just. It's not just a home. It's like it's everything. It's everything. And <laughs> it's everything. The, the the means to live stream and be creative and then take the uh, take the album into a concept realm where you can mm. have like live stream of a show with multiple cameras you know in the future and all that it's fucking wild man Too I mean we we're, we're really lucky but y- you have to want to live in the hills you know and and be mm. away be away from from the center of everything although sacramento is only an hour drive to get to sacramento if we if we want to get in amongst it it's not too far but um you know and maybe it's, that's it's, good because it helps with the creativity yeah. to be away from sure. all the hustle and bustle you know well i mean you yeah, know I'll what it was what. like 2020 it was just an absolute <clears throat> it was an absolute shit show and where we were living in sacramento we we were oh, not in the middle of the city, but there was just so much shit going on around us. Uh, we had a, a liquor store behind our property with an alleyway that was just constant chaos, uh, just drugs and all sorts of stuff. We had a home invasion going on. And, you know, when all the rioting and everything started happening with the protests, which we were all for. I mean, we would have been in, in amongst it if we could have, but it was just constant helicopters and uh, just just noise all night. And then we accidentally drove through the, the riot police and they were, um, you know, they were shooting the tear gas stuff. And at the same time, you know, James's mother was got sick and she was dying from cancer. And it was it was just too much. It was just everything. It, it was affecting our creativity. It was, you know, James works a full-time job as well, so there's the stress of that, paying the bills, et cetera, et cetera. And I just said to James, let's just run, let's run to the hills, you know, just jokingly, let's just run away to the hills. <laughs> and I, I contacted our estate agent, who's a really good friend of ours, and he said, oh, well, you're not going to believe it. Look what I found. And I went, no way. Are you kidding me? And this place was empty for two years because who the who the – fuck wants to buy a place that's got a that's got a church on it you know what what would you do with it well i'll tell you what you do with it <laughs> you record a fucking album and do some live yeah. streaming right you yeah, do whatever upgrades you need to do to make it a house for everybody but it was perfect for us perfect for us. and we were we were a little bit concerned because it's like really really conservative up here and at the time there were like trump parades going up and down the street and we're like Okay, well, we know we know where we're going and we know what it's like, but we can fortify ourselves inside this place. Right. And they can, they can do whatever the hell they want to out there. They're not touching us. And it turns out that people around us who we're starting to friend and there's, you know, some good liberal people up here and we're meeting them slowly and, and they're starting to, to come to our home and just go, wow, are you kidding me? Is this what you do? Oh shit! You know, and everybody's really excited about it. So, yeah, I see that place like as a, a spot of infinite creativity because, like, say for what you do, Michelle, 
uh, and, and James in terms of like just altering the physical space mm. and using your right. will of power to make it something other than. And uh, what I've just seen as far as all these uh, the developments that get uh, get announced is just really um, uh, inspiring. Inspiring not to say, oh, I'm going to go get myself a church or build it necessarily. <laughs> But, um, you know, enough to be, like, inspired to say, you know what, uh, stay, continue to stay on track, continue to, to build that dream, and, um, and you know, don't let any boundaries step in the way, because that's what I see, like, with you two. I see, uh, like, there are no boundaries. You've, you gave yourself permission, you know, to, to give, not need the middle finger, and say, you know what? We're gonna go this way. Are you good? Everyone, everyone wants to go this way. We're yo. Going international this way. board. International borders didn't keep these two people apart. You think they weren't? You think they weren't gonna <laughs> be able to true. move out of Sacramento? <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, you know, at the same time, at the same time, we know how bloody lucky we are. You know, not everybody gets to do what we're doing. So, so we're we're still pretty humble about that, and we want to yeah. share this space. You know, we don't want to keep it to ourselves because it's just too amazing. You know, oh, so slowly you think we're out. never doing a local love from that fucking chapel. Well, this is the, well, we I think it, it was last year, wasn't it, James? We hosted the Vampire Ball of 2020 right. because they they couldn't do it. Obviously, everything was shut down. So we're like, well, just bring it up here, and you know, she did it from the confessional, and it was all you know virtually online and shown out of where was it? New, not New Orleans or. New Orleans or something or other, and it's like, yeah, well, shit, you know, we've got this place. We want to share it. How's the internet? Can't wait. How's your Can't internet? wait to have a party. It's not bad, um, although we had some drama getting it hooked up, and we were really panicking about that because nine days after we moved in here, we were part of a massive um, live stream event. It was called Dots for Sanctuaries. It was a five-day festival with a ton of bands and DJs, 24 hours a day, five days a, for five days, and we couldn't get internet for days. And it was like, oh, oh no. Not oh, only was no. I worried about, yeah, not only was I worried about being able to do the show, but I had to, you know, I had to get back to work as well. And at first, the, the internet people were saying, oh, well, we're going to have to, you know, contact the other company and put in a new utility pole and all this. And we're like, oh, no. But they managed to, you know, the guy managed to go to his boss and go to his boss, and they finally approved doing something that was in a bit of a gray area. And finally, we got, I mean, it, I think it, um, I think in theory, the speeds aren't supposed to be as fast as Sacramento, but it has never dropped. In Sacramento, mm. it, it would drop it from time to time. But here, I mean, you wouldn't think so, but our, not only our internet, but our electricity is rock solid. It's been pretty great. Mm. <laughs> That's yeah, awesome, I get, man. <clears throat> I get I get like livid sometimes like on stream if like I start like dropping frames because of my internet I'm like I'm like sitting here thinking yo I could ride my bike to the fucking Netflix corporate headquarters and I don't have like three megabits upstream to do a fucking Twitch stream like what the fuck's going on here right but now my chat just mean tweets at Comcast every time my like thing drops they're like can I give you six dollars to give give Dave internet yes or no. <laughs> like, what? like listen i'm offering you six dollars to fix his internet 
But I think the thing in San Jose is because we're in Silicon Valley, I think our infrastructure is probably old because it was laid first. Right. Mm, sure, sure. So like, that makes sense. so like everybody had wires first, but now those wires are old. And like, you think, you think fucking Comcast wants to be like, oh, we're just going to replace all the wires. Fuck no. <laughs> yeah. they're like, they're like, excuse me, ma'am. You live in Los Gatos. Your house is $4 million. We're overcharging you for internet and it doesn't really work. What are you going to do? <laughs> it, you know, I, I would dare say that, um, internet and, 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 being a, a band or or musicians it's like it's connect you can't have one without the other these days we we, we all agree with that well you can have internet without being a band well, but I fucking mean, that's boring <laughs> <laughs> well i mean i'll ask my I mom i'll be like mom why haven't you started a band you have internet <laughs> <laughs> i was just gonna say that i mean the as, as, as terrible as last year was between the pandemic and, you know, things closer to home, like my mother and, you know, the political situation and everything else, we really, I'd say this band really managed to, to make the best of it. I mean, the fact that we were able to do that live stream that knocked everybody's socks off at, at um, the, the Sofa Street Fair event that, that you hosted for us. Yo, people weren't even wearing socks because they were at us. home and they put socks on so that oh, you could yeah, knock them enough, off. Fair enough. <laughs> well, I mean, just the fact that we were one of the first bands to figure out how to do a big show at home. Um, I mean, yeah, you know, we had this opportunity that to do the to do the sofa thing, and we just said, you know what, we've got some gear, we've got some brains, let's figure this out, and we did. And yeah, but so, how lucky were we that both you and Jason, you know, you guys know all this tech stuff. Well, that's why we came to you first. Well, sure, sure. Uh, you we, know, we, we, came, <laughs> we came to you and Sakura first because Sakura was already live streaming, and I was like, you know, we got to hit okay. up, we got to hit up fucking James Perry because this guy's been recording <laughs> his own music this whole time. So adding video yeah. is just a matter of like, is his computer a potato? You know, and <laughs> but that's actually <laughs> not like a lot of bands and. Live, like artists just learned that like their computer that they've had for a few years that they do their email on and send their stuff out just was not up to the task. That's right. Like even mm -hmm. us, we, uh, we had a computer that was plenty up to the task for running a couple webcams and having, you know, we have 16 channels here, which seems silly because nobody's here ever. Although media wench came into mm -hmm. the studio to do a show with me for the first fucking time this past Friday, which was amazing. Except she fed nice. me so much weed. I'm not used to that smoke a thong. <laughs> uh, but like people learned real quick that like, okay, yeah, you spent $1,500 on your computer three years ago, but it's just not the thing. You need to basically have a computer that you, is designed to run video games on, or you're not going to be able to stream in high quality. Or if you are, you know, you better have one or two cameras and all of your mixing being done on outboard gear. Like we had to build a gaming mm -hmm. computer because the computer we were using was fine, but once I started bringing in remote guests and trying to do screen shares and do screen composites so that people mm -hmm. could see what's going on here, nope, computer was like, not doing that. Sorry about right. that, sir. sir. Oh, shit, we, we couldn't even get a webcam, could we, at the time? Because No, we couldn't. They, there no, was nowhere you could get a webcam from. Everybody. We were you trying to just buy a computer that had one built in. 
or you just didn't have a webcam? Well, actually, what I ended up doing was, uh, don't tell the boss. But oh, that's I, right. <laughs> yeah, I, I went to the office to retrieve the webcam dun, that I dun, had there. Dun, I mean, dun, I've dun, used it dun, for work, dun, too. Dun, don't get me dun, wrong. Dun, 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 but the reason... But the reason that I, I mean, now there was no secret agent stuff. I had to get permission from my boss's boss to even go to the office to pick up something. That's that's how that's how it is right now. The boss's <laughs> boss. But yeah, but, yeah. And, no, I, and it, I mean, on paper, I said, "Well, I need it for work." And yeah, I did need it for work. But the real reason that I needed it at that moment was we needed a better camera for live stream. <laughs> <laughs> Most important. Technically, right. it, it is for work, not just not there. Just <laughs> not there. Right. <laughs> right, right. Oh, but it's called good. Yeah, man, that's yeah, it's I mean, all pioneer yeah. stuff. Pioneer stuff. Yeah, the fact that we've been able to do these live streams, and then you know, the we've we've gone back to this time and again, the whole Twitch DJ community, just being able to network with so many DJs and so many other bands. I think a lot of DJs and people are now familiar with and spinning our music that didn't before and that's just been all good for us and we've got fans and friends all over that didn't know about us before so it's, you know we've managed to really make the best of it mm. Yeah, ma'am Absolutely, and uh, you know, humble brag around here, we were making no money at the beginning of the pandemic <laughs> <laughs> now uh, local love generally doesn't make any money music talks actually really hard uh curtis from monkey does a music talk show he knows it's oh, right, hard yeah. like music talk music talks real hard but we've been like pretty fortunate our twitch community has been like super generous and i've also seen that for like the goth djs out there where their community's been generous and mm -hmm. uh i'm not paying all my bills but some months i pay a third of them mm -hmm. by doing this which is fucking <laughs> insane uh, okay fucking mm -hmm. insane because i'm showing you pictures of crazy oh. crazy people yelling about a mask most of the time yeah <laughs> well i i can tell you that i know a woman in france who eats cheese and makes twenty two thousand uh us dollars a month <laughs> on youtube since the pandemic a cheese a cheese yeah, reviewer yeah. No, she she no, uh, <laughs> she owns a chateau, but she doesn't oh. do a hell of a lot. But ponces around, you know, taking videos and vlogging and eating cheese. Fucking but, good she, for her. She, and drinking the finest champagne, and people send her gifts. Yeah, good and, and she's making twenty two thousand US dollars a month and since, since the pandemic. I mean, the, the whole world's changed, right? Like. Everything went online, and the whole everything everything's changed. So, yeah, yeah, I, you know, I'm pumped really weird. Hear, I'm pumped to hear stories like that because I think, like, you know, um, I, I I understand now you can actually make a, a good living doing that, and yep. you know, oh, Juan, like you should have been you, you should have been on Twitch playing the piano and talking talking your shit and being careful about what you said from the drop. It would have been great. You'd have more followers than I do. I don't know, man. I, don't know. I, I just feel like you know. Uh, I, I just like to be, you know. I, I like to to listen, and also I like to, to to talk and conversate. But like with respect to the future, like how do you, like ashes fallen to me? It's like um, where would you want to go in that in that space if you could? Would be like doing um, an opera, even or something of something. Like where do you see it going? 
uh, with the way with 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 the way that people are consuming uh, and wanting great c- content that they can stream. Oh, yeah. I mean, honestly, we pretty. I mean, I, I can't speak for Michelle and Jason, but I, I'm, I'm not thinking that much about what's next because I've just, I've pretty much put everything I had into this album. Um, we definitely just want to keep get, keep getting it out there. I mean, as far as what we want to do musically, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm not, I'm not really. I need to have some more chill time and life experiences before I'm even ready to think about what I want to make next. Um, yeah. And what and what I want to do is I I want to make more music videos. I I want to make it more visual as well for the, for the music that we've we've already got. I want to sort of expand on that. And uh, you know, it's a new album, and you know, people have people have messaged us and went, you know, like, is there a music video for for We Belong Nowhere or something? Yeah, I'm someone like, literally yes, just it's in my a- head. There's one in my head, but I just haven't had time to make it yet. <laughs> yeah. And of course, one, and this is something I discovered as a solo artist way back when I did my Now You're Gone album in 2009 when I did the music video for Waiting. All of a sudden, that just sets the expectation that you're not just a musician, but you're a music video artist. Because people weren't saying, oh, I want to hear some more of your music. They're saying, I want to see your next video. So now we've kind of set the precedent that we're an act that does music well videos. and the well, other thing is the other thing is that music video that's is awesome that music video is fucking rad too so you've like also like now, let me tell you something about that music video that music video didn't even exist as an idea nine days before it got finished what happened was <laughs> what um, happened was michelle did it i already know i already know michelle is me yeah. michelle and me are yeah. like the oh, same yeah. what happened was michelle's like oh yeah. i'm gonna figure this out leave me alone for a little while <laughs> yeah <laughs> Media ones will tell you. I'll I'll hear up. I'll be like, "Hey, I'm gonna like, I'm gonna implement this thing like on a server. Maybe it'll be done in a couple days." She's like, "Great! I eagerly await your message in four hours when it's running, and you want me to make sure it works." (laughs) Yeah. So anyway, where I was going with that was that was something that Michelle just went from idea to completion in a very short time. Well, she's actually got another video in her head that she's been working on her head for months. So. It's going to take a while, but it's going to be amazing when it's done. You have you and, heard you know, the song? So... Sorry, have you heard the song? They will be done. I, we've had it out for ages. It's the God won't save us from ourselves. Um, have I've you... heard it. I've heard it, but the I don't know. There's like a bunch of communists in the chat now, so they haven't heard it. So uh, <laughs> this is uh, "Thy Will Be Done" by Ashes Fallen, and um, we'll come back. We'll close out the podcast portion of the show, and we'll go into the post game. Is that will be done by ashes fallen. Also, give me fucking money. This MIDI controller I use to, to fucking make it so I don't have to use my mouse as much. It's like squicking out on me. Patreon.com slash Echoplex. I 
God will not save us from ourselves. <clears throat> there are many reasons for that. Yes. Yo, yeah, that's a that's a really good song. Again, it's like the fucking boom, like that four on the floor beat. Like, ah. Uh. So one thing to let you know is that that song is on the new album, but it's a new mix and a new master, so it sounds a heck of a lot better. Mm. Well, shit. I have, I have to pick up the album. Pick it up. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Yeah, if somebody in the chat can hit... Hey, Juan, can you hit uh, exclamation point Ashes in the chat so it gives anybody who's paying attention a fucking link so they can go check out ashesfallenmusic.com? Yes, sir, I will. And uh, we're we're two minutes long, but we're not like a stickler for time around here. Um, Do you... I guess before we get out of here, we're just going to talk about something heavy and weird for musicians. Do you... Like when you send people to find your music, you're sending them to Bandcamp where they can buy it, not to Spotify for you know whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Why? Why I mean, are you not people sending people to a service to... named Sp- like Spotify? I mean, if people want to, obviously our music is on Spotify. We want it to be as discoverable as possible. But I mean we're going to make more money if it's if they buy it on Bandcamp. And for that matter, we'll, we'll make more money if they stream it on Apple Music or just about anywhere else other than Spotify. Yeah, that's... <clears throat> Technology's been a bit, bit of a double-edged sword for music. I almost kind of prefer the Napster days where if people were really wanted to find your music for fucking free, they could just go <laughs> get it for free by pirating it. But then people would buy your album if they, if they, liked, if they were into what you are doing. Now yeah. there's ways in which and, you you're know, getting. I'll say, you're... I am. Go ahead. I was just gonna say, you know, we are in this world where anybody can listen to anything at any time. Anyone can listen to some of and watch some of the greatest concerts that ever occurred at any time. That's just the world we're in now, and you can do it on a little thing you put in your in your pocket. I mean, it's a right. pretty incredible world if you think about it. So the fact that anybody is willing to sp- to part way with money on ashes fallen just means the world to me it's just you know the fact that people are paying attention to what we're doing i mean it just it's just it just makes it feel incredible but you're also getting a lovely piece of art yes yes (laughs) and it's nice and you can touch it and it's shiny No, I mean, like we we yeah, kind of right. we we kind of feel the same way around here. Like sometimes I'll like <clears throat> I'll be like streaming late. I'll wake up in the morning. I'll be like, oh, I'm tired. I shouldn't have streamed that late. And then I'll go look at like my metrics, and I'm like, holy shit! I made like 110 dollars last night on my stream, and it's like, yeah. and, and then I'm like, whoa! I should be like, I shouldn't even think about this that way. I'm like, why? Why is somebody paying 110? It's not somebody. It's you know. <clears throat> 30 somebodies or whatever but you know it's like um the idea that somebody would give you money for something that they could get for free anyway is like this kind of that's right interesting interesting new like sort of model where now like Mm -hmm. now like someone has decided to give you money even though your shit's all free because of the way the internet works Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and it's just the way that people are just showing support and then of course also just having a physical object i think you know we humans are just sort of wired. We, we like to have things. We like to collect things. I think it's just kind of how we're built. And 
yeah, the fact that people want to own this art that the three of us have put so much into, it feels great. And I, and I love it. And it's, I mean, yeah, it's, it's nice that we're recouping some of the investment we put into getting it manufactured and everything. But more than anything, it's just, it's just so affirming. It just feels so great that, that people, I mean, even if people are just listening on Spotify, when they could be listening to, you know, some of the great masterworks and people, people want to spend some time listening to Ashes mm-hmm. Fallen, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it 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 does boggle the mind. Just <clears throat> like uh, especially uh, you and I are in a kind of a similar position where we're working and working and working and working, and now we we're like, oh, I'm getting some recognition now, and it's uh, it's it's mm-hmm. a it's it's a nice thing. It's certainly a nice thing. And Do you want to yeah, know what? Do you want to know what else is cool? There's a YouTube channel called the Boring Channel. And some, oh, some. <laughs> I saw this the other day. Uh, there is, he's made a post about mowing somebody's grass, and it's had three and a half million views. I think I may have seen that. Yeah, the boring channel, and he's had three <laughs> and a half million people watch him mow somebody's grass. I think that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it, was kind I mean, of thera- it was kind of therapeutic actually right? like, like, i guess that's the idea yeah it's the idea it's, a, it's like it's like asmr for a dad who just bought a house <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's, it's just incredible like you, you never know what people are going to be into and what they're not you know the mm-hmm. the the guy on the skateboard drinking the ocean spray to fleetwood mac oh but that I mean, song what? Do you know what I mean? But it's like the most random thing. The most random thing. But like, good for him too. He like pocketed. Yeah. He like pocketed a bunch of cash, and then I saw him interviewed, and he seemed nice. So like, fucking good for him. My my favorite one is the cat going. (laughs) Oh, yo! You can do that in our chat. Watch this. I can I can make that happen in my chat. Oh man, that's just so cool. And some guys playing on the bongo or something, and the cats. (laughs) Oh yeah. Uh, that cat like just like is flying across the screen on the stream now <laughs> yeah there's, he's in our he's in our chat is under uh like lowercase c-a-t upper space j-a-m yeah, anybody can cat jam on the, on the chat <laughs> <laughs> well ash is following i'm gonna ask you to reintroduce yourselves before we get the fuck out of here and i start um like talking about there's some shit that happened on twitter today that i'm supposed to talk about because i'm a gay so um <clears throat> we're gonna start we're gonna go in we're gonna go in reverse order last time we uh last time we went anyway jason talk about yourself <laughs> tell us where people can find ashes fallen and do your thing we're, we're about we're about to get the fuck out uh so i'm jason playing guitar uh you can find ashes fallen at ashes fallen music and yeah and then we'll go james perry <laughs> yes that, that that well you've already introduced me you've already done done it for me <laughs> anyway yeah i'm james perry i sing i play guitar um Thank you. Thank you so much for this opportunity to, to talk about what we do. Thank you for the opportunity to have you on my show. My pleasure. Respect. Ma'am. Oh, yes. And, and I'm Michelle Peary. And this is our album. And you should get it because it's really cool. 
Fuck yeah. And that's all I want to say. Fuck yeah. yeah. Uh, just, and just to reiterate, the album is in pre-sale now. It gets released June 4th. Um, if you buy it on Bandcamp, you will get three songs right away. You will get the new single, Vampire of the Ballad of Myla, as well as We Belong Nowhere and I Will Be Done. And then June 4th, you get the whole album digitally, or if you've ordered the CD, we'll be mailing them out that day. And thank you for your support. Oh, I'm, I'm hand-numbering every single album, uh, and you'll get it beautifully packaged with uh, Ashes Fallen stickers and guitar picks and all sorts of goodies. Sealed with love yep. by moi. Yep. And right thank on, you, Michelle thank takes, you, Dave, and thank you, Juan, for having us. Yeah, Michelle takes great pride in the packaging and the merchandising, and I don't know how many times someone has messaged to say, the package that I got in the mail just looked fantastic. And, you know, it, it's just a, a kind of little thing that you can do to just, you know, create that much more of an impression on somebody and just kind of make their day, and we're happy to do it. Listen, right, James, right. not everybody's wife is as cool as yours, all right? I'm I'm well aware of that. I'm well aware of how lucky I am. And and Jason and I are so lucky to have her as a bandmate. And we're so lucky to have Jason and his lovely wife, Melanie, because she's a great help. And she's my drinking buddy, too. (laughs) She keeps me sane. (laughs) Oh, sounds like like when I go to visit you, if Melanie's there, me and Melanie are going to be good friends, too. You've met (laughs) Melanie. Melanie came last time. That's That's right. right. You guys had a lot to talk about. You I met remember. Melanie. I don't remember. <laughs> I drink and stream and stream and drink. Juan, yes. you want to read us out? Give, us, <laughs> give people information about local love before I play this here song. Yes. We go to echoplexmedia.com slash local love. Or if you want to join the panel, go to www.echoplexmedia.com. I'm sorry. <laughs> wait, wait. www.ex or hey, echoplexmedia.com forward slash panel. Back to you, Dave. Fucking <clears throat> So we're going to play a song that isn't by Ashes Fallen uh, to close the show out. This is by uh, Periscope. We had Periscope on a couple weeks ago. Their new album is fantastic. Everybody check. Just look for the band Periscope. If you get a bunch of weird things about a, a, a submarine item, just type Periscope. <laughs> type Periscope San Jose. You'll find them right away. This song is called <laughs> Boomers. And... uh fucking i don't know it's a couple one, one of the few one of the songs we've gotten lately that kind of fits the moment um thanks again members of ashes fallen one i imagine you're gonna be sticking around you're on a pro audio setup yeah. fucking hey when we come back I'm, I'm i don't know i just apologize about what we're gonna do when we come back thanks for listening to local <laughs> love good night everybody or goodbye podcast nice. listeners oh and goodbye panelists most of you. Mm-hmm.